Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges. Joining me today, we've got a very special guest. He is a four-time NCAA All-American for the Ohio State Buckeyes, big leader on the team this year, his senior season, and recently he has announced his retirement. So today, discussing and breaking down his swimming career, we've got Paul Delakis. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited for the time we're going to be together. Too, because uh, as as I said off camera, we've never met in person. I've never gotten to interview you, but I've I've seen you rise up through the NCAA ranks at Ohio State, and I'm really excited to to break down this career that you've had. Um, but let's start with the most recent news: you announced your retirement. Um, what went into this decision for you, and and what are you looking forward to moving forward? Yeah, so um, I mean the the main thing that really got me um, to the decision point was uh, my future. Um, you know, even when I was a little kid, I never wanted to be a professional athlete or anything. Um, you know, I always wanted to be just like my dad. My dad's an optometrist. Um, I recently got accepted into Illinois College of Optometry. Um, you know, with that being said, I kind of had to take a step back from swimming and I kind of had to look at the big picture and, you know, where, where the rest of my life is going to be going. Um, and, you know, I kind of put that all in perspective and ultimately I think I made the right decision. Eyes are something that have always freaked me out. I can't, I wear glasses because I've worn glasses since I was in kindergarten and I wear them because I refuse to get contacts because touching my eye is this one of the scariest notions to me. I can imagine what, I mean, obviously you said you wanted to be like your dad, your dad's an optometrist. You've been around it for a young age, but what interested you in this field once you actually kind of got into it? I mean, there, there's so much. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to hit like a little part of it. Um, you know, optometry is such a uh, growing career. Um, you know, back even when my dad first started, um, you know, they weren't really allowed to prescribe um, eye drops or anything like that. Um, but now, you know, everything's kind of expanding. Um, I mean, I think that the potential for optometry as a career is through the roof. Um, and you know, that's something that I've always been into, you know, um, experiencing my potentials in swimming, my potentials in school. Um, and then I think that's just going to carry over into my professional career. It sounds like you'd be perfect to to revolutionize the goggle game. You're going to go to optometry <laughs> school and yeah. you're going to make the, the, the new goggles that I don't know, that people can see through the water in or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I, I, I'm just, just throwing it out there. You can throw me a measly 10% when you patent him. Uh, <laughs> will do. I will do for sure. Um, so, so, so you're done with your swimming career heading to optometry school in Chicago. Does that start in the fall for you? Yes. All right. Um, and now that you've made this announcement and made this decision, um, have you had some time to reflect on your swim career, especially this last year being what it was uh, navigating through this COVID-19 pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Um, this past year was, I mean, hard. It's hard for everybody. Um, nobody had an easy year by no, by no means. 
um, whether that's, you know, um, swimming life, social life, family life, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, for me personally, like I, I look back at my swimming career and, you know, I could have said like, oh, because of COVID, I didn't have the training or I took this much time off when I should have been swimming. Um, I didn't really look back at this year like that. Um, like, yeah, I didn't have the NCAAs that I wanted. Um, but if you look at, if you, like, I, I just don't measure success on times or places. Um, I, I kind of measure my success through swimming with uh, the amount of growth that I've had as a person. I mean, um, I mean, if you looked at me, my freshman year compared to now, I mean, we are two completely different people. Um, and, you know, I, I owe a lot to the sport, uh, the Ohio State University, the Ohio State men's and women's swimming and diving program. Um, I mean, every, like, I don't know. That's just how I measure my success. Um, not, not so much in the pool, but, you know, where I'm going to be as a person in 10 years. And what do I need to do now in order to make that possible? I think that's a great way to look at it. And I think that's a great place to start our conversation swimming wise. Um, because like right. you said, freshman, senior year, two different people. Did you always measure success uh, by by the amount of growth you have had? You know, no. would freshman oh, no. you have measured, have, have had used that same metric? No way. Um, I mean, freshman me, man, I was, I was results driven. Um, and that's, um, swimming results, you know? Um, I mean, I think a lot of freshmen, um, can relate to this. You know, I, I did well in high school. Um, you know, to be honest, I didn't really study all that much in high school. Um, and then I got to college and I was like, okay, I'm swimming. Like, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, I'm going to swim. I'm going to go to school, all of this. Um, and my first semester kind of kicked me pretty hard, kicked me down. And, um, I kind of, you know, went to the coaches, I went to the academics, um, advisors, all of that. Um, and then I kind of got my ducks in a row. Um, you know, my sophomore year, I stepped up, I was able to focus or better balance, you know, everything. Cause I mean, balancing social life, academics and swimming is already hard as it is. Um, but I kind of found my routine and what I needed to do in order to get my GPA up, um, get better results in the pool, and just to be a well-rounded person. Um, I mean, my, my freshman year, going back to it, it was it was crazy. It was my first time doing, you know, doubles religiously, power, um, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, I didn't really come from a large club team. It was, it was very small. And um, just coming here it was a huge change. And um, I, wish, I wish I knew what I know now my freshman year, if that makes any sense. So how do you feel like you did get you, how, how were you able to get your ducks in a row that freshman season? And, um, what, what were some of the tools that you did use to kind of help you get through that period of adjustment and learning? Yeah. I mean, it was always trial and error, trial and error, you know, an exam was coming up. Um, I, I'd mark it on my calendar. Um, I'd study, you know, a week before that exam. Um, I'd go through, I'd, I'd go see a tutor if I needed it. Um, I would go to the professor if I needed their help and, you know, breaking down, you know, this problem step-by-step, step, hopefully we can get to the same answer um, in a timely fashion as well. Um, but I think, yeah, just being able to communicate with other people was probably the biggest thing because, um, you know, I was very 
reserved to myself um, a lot of the time. And then once I started to open up, um, I figured out that, you know, people just want to help. They want to help me succeed. And I think that's, that's really, really um, awesome to see. And I, I thought that was the coolest thing. Did you know you wanted to study optometry coming in your freshman year? Oh yeah. I mean, I was five years old and I was like, I want to be an optometrist. Yeah. It was, it's always been the plan. So is, what do you major in then? Um, what were your classes like during undergrad? Uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> um, I know some of my hardest semesters, I mean, I was taking organic chemistry, um, biology and a foreign language, Spanish. And, um, you know, that was probably, even though it was those three classes, I mean, the amount of time that I took uh, studying was absurd. And I mean, that that was probably the time where I was like, okay, this is what I need to do in order to pre- prepare for these exams. Um, I, 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 never took, <laughs> I never took a summer off. Um, so I was always um, doing school, always, always, always. Um, and that kind of helped me because you know, I took uh, organic chemistry too after my sophomore year summer. So that was like one of my classes that I, I would swim and I'd come home and I would study. And that was, there was, that was it. You know, there was no other, other classes that I needed to do. There's no, you know, work that I had to do or anything like that. It was just swim in school. And that's all I did that summer. That, that seems helpful. That also seems like quite a grind yeah oh it was never never (laughs) never getting that big chunk of time off academically um i mean how how did you manage not having a big break like that um you know i i think so the sport of swimming has taught me so much that i think swimming so you think about it with swimming you take two weeks off and you feel pretty bad when you first get into the water and you know it takes a while to get back into your routine so I, I never really wanted to disrupt that routine. Um, once I got into my groove, I got into my groove and I was, I was steady. Um, and I thought just keeping into that groove was going to, like, I kind of related it back to swimming. Like, I didn't want to have that period where I wasn't, I wasn't at my best, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. I, you know, I think every swimmer can relate to that concept in the pool i don't know if every summer can relate it to academics as well but i think that does make sense you get you you start a new semester and that first week or two it's like okay i gotta get my bearings i gotta relearn how to study again i gotta relearn how to do homework again right um, right it, it, it makes a lot of sense yeah i mean it was it was uh it was a grind i mean i'm not gonna lie it was hard but um you know it's got me to where to where i'm at today and I'm, I'm, I'm glad about it. Yeah. And so you'll be finishing your degree in four years in part because of those summer classes. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was able to lighten my load, um, during the year. So, um, like I took organic chemistry too in the summer, so I didn't have to take it in the fall along with biochem and, you know, all of these other classes that I needed to, to take as well. So, um, I kind of just stretched it out a little bit if that makes sense and uh, kind of made, made, made my life much easier. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And that seems like a a pretty smart way to do it. If, if there are college swimmers or college student athletes out there listening, 
take note, man. That's yeah, that's, definitely. That's a, it's a good way to do it. Yeah. So, so sorry, getting back to swimming. Um, yep. you, you mentioned that <laughs> you mentioned your sophomore season. Um, you, you kind of hit a breakthrough. You leveled up. I certainly remember watching you at NCAAs that year in 2019 and being like, dude, this, this guy from Ohio state's really, and I loved that you swam two free two I am two breasts. It's, I mean, I'm sure that's a brutal event lineup, but <laughs> for a fan, that's like, man, that is, that is badass. But yeah. t- tell me about, you know, heading into that sophomore season, how you were feeling in your training. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, we grinded during the summer. Um, we were, we were at a good position. Um, and I think the summers are, summers are really for grinding. You know, that's, that's when you do your body of work cause you're doing long course. You got, you know, a lot of time on your hands. Um, it's just for grinding. And that really paid off. That really transitioned me into a good sophomore year. Um, you know, th- things didn't really work out. I hit a really big low my sophomore year. I was tired, um, sore, uh, academics were piling up. Um, overall I was just stressed and it really took a tamper on me. I mean, I, I remember the dual meet against Michigan. We were at Michigan and my, I swam 200 free and I went like a 142. Um, and, and no, you know, usually I go 137, 138 in, in season. Um, and so that, that one was like the wake up call where it's like, okay, uh, sleep more, uh, get, I mean, get, get everything in a row. Um, cause I mean, that was in January and I had a month, two months before big tens and CAAs. And, you know, I kind of want to showcase myself as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, big tens came around and, um, I think I had the fastest 200 free split on the 800 free relay and out of the whole big 10. And I was like, okay, it's go time. Like this is, this is what I came here to do, you know? And, um, I, I had an okay meet. And then after the meet, <clears throat> I talked with my coach, I said, you know, I'm pretty disappointed with how I swam. And he said, are you kidding me? Like, do you know, do you know what you all just did? Um, you know, compared, compared me, as I was a sophomore compared it to my freshman year. Um, and he said, you're not even done yet. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you're still going to NCAAs. You got all of this. You got a whole another chapter to go. So, okay. So, <clears throat> you know, we, we go back to Columbus, we start grinding again. And, uh, I, I had a, when we get to NCAAs in Austin, um, had a decent 200 free on the 800 free relay. Um, I was pretty let down. I don't even think I made the B final in the 200 IM. Um, but <clears throat> you know, we're, we're kind of trained to, you know, pause and think, get our mind right and get ready for the next race. Uh, and that's exactly what I did. You know, I knew what I needed to do in the 200 free. Um, it, it was, it was, a that was, that was probably my breakout race for the meet for sure. Um, that's, I mean, that's my, that's my baby right there. 200 free. <laughs> And uh, um, just know, knowing that I could get into the A final at NCAA as, as a sophomore, um, I think I took fifth. Um, you know, that's that's pretty meaningful. And um, I remember swimming with Andrew Salascar in his heat um, in the prelims of the 200 breaststroke. And we flipped or we turned together at like the 125. And, you know, I, I saw him when I was pushing off the wall, I saw him, I was like, Oh, wow. Like this is happening. This is real. Um, you know, I, I could do something special here in the 200 brush as well, you know, and 
um, making that a final was sweet. I was, I was up against like, I was up against the big guns, you know, Max McHugh, uh, infinity, Andrew Selskar, Reese Whitley. I was all in that heat. Um, the, the, and those are like the superstars of swimming. So just to know that I was able to be in the heat with them and compete with them at their level, uh, it was, it was pretty surreal. Yeah. I mean, that's, <clears throat> that's a great story. And especially having, you know, not not having the conference meet you maybe would have liked, but then being able to bounce back and really have have an NCAA's that that showcases that work, like you said. Um, how did that steamroll you into that junior season? Um, obviously, where we didn't get an NCAA's, but we wouldn't know that at the time. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I I walked into the pool the first day of my junior year, and I knew how much confidence I had in myself my coaches had in me and my teammates had in me. Um, you know, Andrew Loy and I, uh, we always go back and forth, you know, in practice either, you know, we were, we were always competing with each other. We were always racing each other, no matter what it was. I mean, it could have been a warm up, and, you know, we could be on other sides of the pool and we'd still be racing each other and we'd still be heckling people or heckling each other. Um, and we're, we're completely on the other side of the pool. Um, I think that camaraderie is awesome. And that's, that's what really, sparked me and um i mean that's how that's how i was going to be forever you know i was always going to be the competitive guy i was always going to try and push other people to do their best um that that's that's what i mean this team brought to me so i want to take it back to that event lineup for just a minute how how did how did you and your coaches decide on two im two free two breast for you so yeah the the two im and the two breast were set um those, those were, you know, the, the ones that I was going to swim, <clears throat> but in high school, I was a big 400 IMer. <laughs> so, um, we kind of decided between the four IM and the two free, um, coming in, um, I was a 136, one, 200 freestyler and a 348, 400 IMer. So, I mean, both, both of those are pretty, pretty solid times coming in as a freshman. Um, and then. Um, what I think what really set it apart was um, the the Michigan meet my freshman year. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. This is probably my favorite meet that I've ever had. Um, that like the day before, everybody was telling me like how big of a deal this meet was. You know, it's the biggest rivalry in sports history. And um, I remember people were telling me about Felix Albeck, all these guys, and. You know, Felix was just like this tower, this man of meat. And it was, it was sweet. Um, you know, it, that really got my blood flowing. And uh, I, I just was like, okay, like I'm going to be competing with these big dogs. Like, let's see what, let's see if I can, you know, hold on with them. So, you know, we were racing. I was, I, Felix and I were ahead, like even with each other. And I knew that, you know, Felix obviously has a great 500 mile, everything. He's a great distance guy. So, um, I kind of had to put that in the back of my head and know that he's going to have a huge comeback on the last hundred or last 50. So, um, you know, I just had to bring that same energy. So I, I brought it and, you know, it was, I was, that's probably, probably my favorite time that I've won, <laughs> you know, a race. Um, it, it was so cool looking over to the stands, all the Ohio state fans are going crazy. Um, it, because I mean, Felix Albeck, he's a big deal, you know. <laughs> um, and I don't mean to brag about that or anything, but that's that's what really set 
my 200 free up. I went to 136.1. I matched my best time pretty much uh, I'm in a speedo midseason. And, you know, my coaches and I were like, yeah, we, I could definitely do something special in the 200 freestyle. And that's ever since then, that was, that was the path. Nice. That, yeah, that makes sense. So coming out of high school, you said you were a 400 IM or did you swim like, like high school at all? Did you go to like the state meet in Wisconsin? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, so I swam the 200 IM and 100 breaststroke and I kind of mixed up the relays every year, every now and then. Um, but th- those were, that was my lineup for the state meet. Um, <clears throat> my brother actually, um, my brother was a six time state champion. He won the 200 IM two years in a row or yeah, two years. And then he won the hundred breaststroke four years in a row. Um, so when he graduated, I was a freshman. So, you know, I had some pretty, pretty big shoes to fill. Um, so I ended up winning the hundred breaststroke four years in a row. So a Delacus has won hundred breaststroke <laughs> eight years in a row. Wow, um, that's, yeah. that's pretty unique. Yeah. Um, and then I swam the 200 IM my freshman and sophomore year. Junior year, I swam the 200 free, and then senior year, I swam the 200 IM again. Um, that that was just like a, hey, I want to, I want to do this. You know, I've already set the state record in the 200 IM. Let's go for the 200 free, um, and that that's what we did. And then you know, senior year was a showcase. That was just a, that was everybody was talking about who would win the 200 IM, and I was like, okay, I'll swim the 200 IM. <laughs> And did you ended up winning it that senior year? Yes. yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, uh, yes, it was it was sweet. Did your brother swim in college? Yes, he swam at University of Wisconsin Madison. Um, he ended up uh, just stop stopping swimming, retiring, um, and then uh, that was after his freshman year, I believe. And yeah, he he's just enjoying life now. We're we're in the same shoes now, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I swam with, I swam with an older brother in high school and it was great to, especially going to that state meet or going to sectional meets and, and getting to look up to that older brother. So I definitely relate to that, but quite a state legacy in Wisconsin for the yes, Delacuses. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so hundred breast was never on the docket for you once you got to OSU. Um, it was, but I mean, I would hate I would hate to do the 400 IM 100 breast double or the 200 free 100 breast double. Um, I think I think the coaches kind of figured that out too. Um, <laughs> um, having having one event a day is ideal, just because you know I can focus on that one race and you know that one race only. And I think that really worked out. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so you have this epic come to Jesus beat Felix Aubach moment in the tuna freestyle yeah. <laughs> freshman season. Uh, and so, so then, so then your events are set. Did you sophomore or junior year? Did you guys ever play around with that? And be like, Oh, maybe you'll go four I am. Maybe I'll go hundred breast. Um, no, not really. Um, you know, the only thing that this is coming just from me. Um, we, we never had this conversation with my coaches or anything. Um, but for me personally, um, I think the only event that would have changed was the 200 IM. Um, I would have swapped that out for the 500 free. Um, and you know, I've, I've always had a great aerobic base. So I think that would have been the, the, 
switch up in my lineup if anything were to change. But I mean, my freshman year, um, um, you know, I got third in the the 200 IM and the 200 free, and then I got ninth in the 200 breaststroke, um, and then yeah, that was that was that was when everybody was like, okay, these are your events. You're gonna you're gonna do them forever. <laughs> <laughs> every every single duel me all the time. You're doing them. <laughs> the 500 free 200 free 200 breast would have been pretty epic but uh so did you ever swim anything else at dual meets yeah you know i I swam the the 500 free you know i think i i went like a 428 or texas a&m uh uh, dual meet um i swam the 50 free here and there um didn't go as planned. <laughs> I don't really have that speed. Um, but I mean, pretty much all the time I was 200 free, 200 IM, 200 breast, 400 free relay. Yeah. It was, it was dirty. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, that is a dirty event lineup, but you know, that's, I would, I would wear that proudly, especially if I'm retiring and never have to exactly. swim those again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so, so your junior season, um, you know, you, you step under the pool deck day one, you have a lot of confidence that goes well. Can you tell me about big tens and, and how you were feeling heading into that, those NCAAs? Yeah. So, I mean, I knew that big tens was not my big meet. Um, I knew NCAAs was going to be my big meet. This was, um, and I mean that, that kind of showed from sophomore year as well. So, um, I just went in. And I said to myself, okay, you know, this is, this is what we need to do and we're going to do it. <laughs> so, um, it was, it was surreal just being able to share the podium, you know, one and two with Andrew Lloyd, two events, you know, day to day, back to back. Um, that was, that was awesome. That was good for, you know, Andrew, me, Ohio state, you know, and, and it kind of shows that, you know, Andrew was never really a big, uh, a big recruit coming out of high school, but I mean, he has the mindset to go and do whatever he sets his mind to. And I mean, I'm not even kidding about that. Um, if he says he's going to win big 10 champion, he's going to win. (laughs) Um, it was, it was pretty surreal just being able to train with that and kind of share, share that energy with him and kind of like, uh, like, you know, iron sharp, iron sharpens iron. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so you guys got the job done at big tens, um, yes. and then I, obviously NCAAs is canceled due to the COVID pandemic. Um, I mean, was that, was that a pretty big blow for you? Yeah. I mean, yeah, grown men aren't supposed to cry, but I cried. <laughs> um, I knew, you know, I put, I put hours, hours and hours of work in. Um, I knew that, um, for me, it was, it was hard because, this was my big year, you know, this is where I was supposed to, you know, showcase everything that I've ever worked for um, and all of this. But I kind of put it in perspective again, like um, Molly Colwell, she was a senior on the team uh, when COVID um, shut down NCAAs. She was number one going into the mile, um, you know, and I, I just feel bad for the seniors because they never got their last meet, their last hurrah. Um, you know, I was thankful that there was still hope for the next year. Um, but you know, all that aside, I knew that I had, I had a job and I had to get that job done. 
Um, so, you know, after NCAAs was canceled, you know, I maybe took a week and um, I packed up my things. I moved back home. I was able to find uh, pool space, whether or water at least, you know, whether that was a pool or um, a lake. You know, I, I did a couple of lake swims. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, that summer, um, I got a call from Greg Troy and uh, he said, hey, um, you know, your coach has been talking to me about you. Um, I just wanted to send this invite to you. You are invited to come down and train with us whenever you'd like. Um, so I hopped on that offer right away. Um, of course, I mean, you can't really turn that down. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so Andrew Loy and I moved or Andrew moved down there first, um, trained with them for a little bit. And then I came down, stayed with him, uh, for about two weeks. Um, I, I went back home. I kind of had to decide whether I'd go back and, or I'd stay in Wisconsin. Um, and then, you know, I kind of thought to myself, you know, what would your, what, what would the five-year-old version of you say, you know? Um, because, you know, this has been a dream of mine for, you know, however long. And, um, you know, that five-year-old person told me to go back. So um, I went back for another few weeks, um, ended up staying down there for a total of a month. Um, it was a great time. I was able to learn. I learned a lot about the sport, about myself, about, you know, a whole lot of stuff. Do you have some, you know, favorite memories, good stories, or just specifics on on what you did take away uh, from your month, six weeks in Gainesville? Yeah. Um, geez. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot to learn or a lot to say about what I learned, but, um, you know, it's, it's, probably the biggest thing for the biggest takeaway for me and the biggest piece of advice that I can give is to keep your mind open. Um, you know, even if you're not having the best set that you can have, um, you know, just fo- focus on technique, um, distance per stroke, um, trying, trying to get all the fundamentals right or the mechanics right. And, uh, then, I mean, that that's just as important as the work that you're doing. Um, if that makes any sense. And, um, that, that correlates to, you know, swimming or life or, you know, anything like that. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty special. Is, was, was there a set or a workout that stood out to you? Um, <clears throat> if, I don't know if, uh, Caleb will ever watch this, but, um, <laughs> we did a, we did a set of, um, 4100s best average, uh, short course meters and, um, you know, we, we were all pumped. We were doing this set and, uh, I was holding, I was able to hold one Oh twos, one Oh threes, um, for all 40 of them. Um, and what are they on 120. Oh, so, so <laughs> it was, it was a pretty tight interval. And then, um, um, Caleb will never admit this, but I, I whooped his butt on that set <laughs> and he he'll, he'll carry this one to his grave, but, um, it was, it was, it was a great time. I mean, even competing with uh true Sweetser or Cotter um, and Moy and all these guys, like we, we were always pushing one another or, you know, Ryan was giving me tips on, Hey, tighter streamliner, use your dolphin kicks off the wall. Or he'd say something like, Hey, um, take your first 50 out faster. Um, like you don't need a back half it uh, or, you know, something like that. Um, and I, I mean, there's so many things I've learned from them. 
the who who are you competing with the most? I mean, because that's such a big post grad group and such a range of events swum. I mean, it seems like most of them swim exactly your range of events, but um, you know, on a day to day basis during your time there, who who are you racing the most, or was it just everyone all at once? Yeah, so we we kind of different, or we did it uh, a little different than what I'm used to. We kind of did it in stroke groups, event groups, um, and distances. Um, so I was pretty much training with everyone. I don't think I didn't train with one single person the whole time, um, but I, I'm happy to say that I didn't train, or I didn't not train with somebody. Um, and I mean that kind of opened my eyes because I was able to train with everybody in that group. Um, and I mean. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. And I, I, I've learned a lot. And I mean, those experiences are going to carry with me, you know, forever. Yeah. And so I, I could go on and on about that, but, uh, you know, c- carrying that experience, that block of training with you into, uh, your, your senior season at OSU, um, what do you feel like you were able to bring back to the Buckeye team? Yeah. I mean, so a lot, I'm pretty sure everybody knew that I was training with these big dogs um, down in Florida. And um, so I didn't really need to say anything to them. Um, You know, actions speak louder than words. You know, Um, I, you know, I came in, I was on time, always on time, um, ready to go. I was never, you know, late into the pool for any reason. And I think a lot of people saw that and they said, okay, well, you know, Paul did this. Paul also swam with, you know, these dogs and, you know, he, he probably, he probably learned that from them, all of this. So then that's kind of like just having like that experience and coming back and everybody knowing that you were there and like they, they'll, they'll know like, Hey, I want to be there someday. Let me do what you're doing. Um, and I mean, that kind of goes along with iron sharpens iron as well. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I mean, like you said, uh, weren't able to put in, you know, the work that you maybe wanted to throughout the course of the season, just because we were in a pandemic, but how, how, give me your thoughts on how the season went, given the circumstances that everyone had to go through. I thought it was awesome. You know, um, that's, that, that goes nationwide. That's not just me or the Buckeyes or, you know, the big 10, that's, that's the whole NCAA. Um, you know, some, sometimes, um, I was talking with uh, Coach Wadley. So um, Coach Wadley recruited me. Um, he was the reason – or he brought me to Ohio State pretty much. Um, so I have a pretty good connection with him. And, you know, he told – we were talking a little bit. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy to say that, hey, this person took five months off because of quarantining and, and the pandemic, came back and swam all best times, all lights out. Um, I thought that was – great. And he, you know, he said, you know, sometimes that person would just need the mental reset, um, just a mental break from swimming completely done and then come back and hit it hard. Um, you know, and that's exactly what that person did. Um, this year for, you know, the Buckeyes, we were a little different. Um, everybody came in at different stages of being in shape. You know, some people were able to find water, some people were not. Um, but it was, it was, it was kind of um, hard training, you know, because we had, excuse me, at the beginning of the year, we were limited four people per lane. So that means one person on each wall, 
and then one person at each 15 meter mark. <laughs> um, so uh, the first few weeks um, were not fun for a lot of people, you know, the people in the middle. Um, and then we were able to kind of fix it and put uh, two people on each side, on each wall. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, if you're doing um, 50s at pace, my pace is 22.4 for, you know, the 200 free. So if that person, the second person on the other side leaves five seconds behind, I'm probably going to catch them, you know? <laughs> um, so that, that was kind of hard getting into that, but then, um, you know, people figured it out. People kind of adjusted to everything. And then by, by the second week of, you know, two and two, everybody was kind of coherent. Everybody knew their role. Everybody knew their job. Um, and, and I mean, that's, that's just the way of human life. Um, you know, that, that was my, that's just, you know, my little piece of training, um, um, you know, it was, it was sweet to see that Kieran Smith was able to swim sub one thirty multiple times. Um, I, I thought that was, that was big. Um, you know, Drew Kibler is also a great swimmer. He was able to have, um, you know, a phenomenal season, all of that stuff. Um, so I, I really think that the pandemic, um, I mean, yeah, it was, it was tough for everybody, but, um, I also feel that. Um, in some cases it was for the best. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, obviously you mentioned not, you didn't have the NCAA as you would have liked ideally for your senior season, but again, having a little bit of time to reflect on it, you know, like you said, this COVID season did have things to offer. Um, you know, what do you feel like were, was your takeaway ha after having had the entire season? Uh, the, like the takeaway from COVID as a whole. Yeah. Or, yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> COVID, COVID presented a lot of uh, unknowns, you know, didn't know when we'd get back in the water, didn't know about this, if classes were going to be in person or not. Um, so that, that kind of made me think a little differently than how I think or how I would normally think, um, you know, okay, classes are in person. That means um, I need to, I need to, wear a mask. I need to have enough masks for, you know, a semester and all of this. Um, I think it helped, it really helped me prepare in different ways. Um, you know, obviously my, my studies habits are the same. Um, you know, everything's pretty much the same, but I just have to do things a little bit different. And that little bit could, I mean, that little bit could throw off my entire career pretty much, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, lifting times were different. Um, the, uh, we had a return to play protocol. So, um, that was, you know, if you got contact trace or if you were positive, um, you were, um, completely out of the water for at least two weeks. Um, so, you know, what if you got contact trace, um, how are you going to, you know, adjust to that? So, um, I was able to, um, think differently and, um, you know, pre present different scenarios in my head in order to get the results that I wanted. And it, and it seems like that will not only serve you, you know, not only serve to you the last year of swimming, but also moving forward, you know, being able to make those small adjustments and, and be successful. Right. Yeah. And I mean, just, just to go off that successful piece, I mean, I mean, I know I said earlier in the interview that I was pretty disappointed, um, with my NCAAs, but, um, you know, how many, how many people in the country can say that they're, you know, top 16 in three events 
And, um, you know, not, not many people can say that. Um, yeah, that was, that was a little selfish of me to say that, but, um, you know, that's, that's just my, my perspective on things. I was always a time orient orientation or time-based guy. You know, I always want to hit these times. I always want to hit these places, but, um, you know, I was a part of something much bigger and I don't think many people really realize this, um, that, you know, my freshman year at NCAA as we were 28th, I was the only individual scorer. My sophomore year, we took ninth. I wasn't the only individual scorer. <laughs> um, this year we took seventh. I wasn't the only all American. I wasn't the only individual scorer. You know, I wasn't on every single relay. Um, the women took seventh. That was the highest place finish ever. The men took seventh. This was the highest place finish since 1965. Um, and this is the first time in school history that both the men's and women's swimming and diving team are in the top 10. That, that doesn't go, that doesn't go on the swimmers. That doesn't go on the coaches. That doesn't go on, you know, every, anybody, but it goes on everybody, if that makes sense. Um, you know, we all knew we had a role um, on this team and, you know, with the pandemic, whether that's, um, you know, staying indoors or, you know, not going out and having a great time. Um, you, you, you know, you could still have a great time just with your roommates and stuff. Um, that's, I mean, that's what we did. We got a bonfire or we got a fire pit. So we were having fires outside, um, you know, every weekend. And that's kind of like how um, we bonded and how um, my house particularly got close. Um, I mean, obviously we're keeping it just within our house, of course. So, yeah. Well, I had to cover my bases there. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely you had to get creative with ways of, of training, of educating, of socializing. And, you know, I think we've, we've all, we've all made those adjustments and hopefully are better for it. But, um, Paul, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and chat today. It's, course, it's been yeah. great hearing your swim stories. Uh, yeah. before we sign off any parting thoughts for our audience. Oh man. Um, you know, right away, the only thing that I got to say is go bucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, you know, I hope, I hope, uh, my words actually mean something to at least somebody, you know? Um, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the whole point of this, right? Absolutely. And I, and I'm sure they do. And again, I appreciate you sharing those words with us today. Of course. Of course. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.